We're going to read, please, and we're going to read from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 11 to 22. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 11 to 22. Therefore, remember that formerly you who were Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, that done in the body by the hands of men, remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near through the blood of Christ. <coughs> For he himself is our peace, who has made the two one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by abolishing in his flesh the law with its commandments and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new man out of the two, thus making peace. And in this one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were far away, and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access to the Father by one spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people, and members of God's household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Praise God. Thank you for your, your word, Lord. Your written word. Now I think this morning about the fact that God wants us to be nearer to him. To be closer. And that the fact that he draws us to him. You know there's a thread of thinking within the education system these days. Um, and it's been around for a few years now. And it's uh, called lifelong learning. Lifelong learning. And uh, it's a pretty basic uh, concept really, but one which um, encourages everybody to keep on being open to learning, to uh, whether it be something uh, newly trained uh, in academic terms or in leisure terms, you might like to start painting. If you do, I've got a room that needs painting at home, you can try that first. But it might, might be leisure, it might be, might be academic, but the, the idea is to keep on learning, to keep on improving. And obviously a few generations ago you could get a job for life, so you thought, you know, banking, insurance, whatever. But they don't exist these days, so it's, the idea is that because things like that don't exist, then you keep on learning because you then be able to do. So don't settle for what you are, keep on striving to be the best you can be. It's a journey to be closer to what you want to be or what you want to do. That's essentially what it's about. And it's a very commendable strategy, isn't it, up to a point, you know, to improve ourselves. But we can't force people to do what they don't want to do. 
That's true, isn't it? If people don't want to do it, they're not going to get them to do it. Just like man number three who had his great big wad of 1,000 pound, uh, not pound coins, gold coins. He didn't want to do it, so he dug a hole and put it in there. But you know, when it comes to the relationship that we have with our, with, with our Heavenly Father and with the Lord Jesus, here's a question. Do we still keep on striving? Do we still keep on striving to know him better, to have more of Jesus in our life? More knowledge and understanding of his word. Norman talked just on Friday about Ezra and the fact that, you know, Ezra was enveloped with the word of God and was compelled by his spirit, as it were, to seek to know the word of God more. Well, are we still trying to do that? And then on the point of our relationship with God, God eagerly invites us to be nearer and closer to him. Do you know that? He does. Every day, every morning, every evening, and especially on a Sunday morning, he wants us to be closer to him, to be nearer to him. On our journey, he wants us to be close to him. 1 Peter 1, verses 9 and 10 in the NIV. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Why well, you be happy about that, I hope. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't have anything, yeah. and the Lord's given us everything. Yeah. We didn't have a hope, and now we have a living hope in the Lord Jesus. There's a huge, just as there's a huge gulf between heaven and hell, what a vast gulf there was between darkness and light. And one, a journey from which that we could never have, have, have bridged. But the Lord Jesus did for us. He did it for us. When we couldn't, he did. So that we could be his prized, loved, and treasured people. Isn't that amazing that we're prized, loved, and treasured? Do you feel treasured? Well, you are. You're treasured. Isn't that wonderful? Amazingly, Jesus didn't just make the way, but he was and he is the way. The truth and the life. The way to the Father. He's made a way, but the Father invites us to be closer, to be nearer. To be more intimate with him, even this morning. The Living Bible phrases verses 10, sorry, verse 10 of 1 Peter 1 like this. Once you were less than nothing, now you are God's own. Once you knew very little of God's kindness, now your very lives have been changed by it. Isn't that wonderful? Once you knew very little of God's kindness, now your very lives have been changed by it. We didn't know about it. Now he's transformed us. We are God's own, precious to him. And you know, anything that's precious, you keep close, don't you? If Pete was here, I'd mention his wallet, but he's not so old. But you know what I mean? 
If anything's precious, you take special regard for it. The Lord takes special regard for each one of us. He never tires of looking after each one of us because we're precious to him. Isn't that lovely? We are God's own. He holds us close to himself. We're in his tender loving kindness. He's the restorer of our souls. That's how much he loves us. And um, I don't know what your memory's like. My memory's not great sometimes. So just in case we've forgotten, although I'm sure we haven't. I've quoted this verse before, but thinking about how much our God, our Heavenly Father in, in Jesus, love us. This is a verse from Isaiah 49. Can a mother forget the baby and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you. See, I have engraved you in the palms of my hands. That's love, isn't it? That's how much he cares for us. That's how much he loves us. That's how much he wants us to be closer to him. He never, ever forget us. Though she may forget, I will not forget you. See, I have engraved you in the palms of my hands. We are a people, as it says repeatedly in Psalms, close to his heart. That's why he wants us to be nearer, closer to him this morning. And it's a privilege. And yet, I guess with the psalmist too, we sometimes are overawed by it. And the hymn writer got it sort of captured it, didn't he, when, uh, when they said, Oh, how shall I, whose native sphere is dark, whose mind is dim, before the ineffable appear, and on my naked spirit bear the uncreated being? How can we be close to God? How? Sinful people. Yet, he goes on to say this, There is a way for man and woman to rise to that sublime abode an offering and a sacrifice a Holy Spirit's energies an advocate with God and who's that advocate? the Lord Jesus Jesus himself Hebrews 10 verses 19 and 22 from the Amplified Version says this therefore believers since we have confidence and underlined full freedom full freedom to enter the holy place the place where God dwells by means of the blood of Jesus by this new and living way which he initiated and opened for us through the veil as in the holy of holies that is through his flesh and since we have a great and wonderful priest who rules over the house of God let us approach God with a true and sincere heart in unqualified assurance of faith having had our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed in pure water as we come to him this morning there's no need to be nervous we have an unqualified assurance of faith if we're in him he draws us closer. He loves us. If he loves us so much, what have we to be afraid of? Nothing. 
We need to be in that position of coming to him, our Heavenly Father. This, was, uh, this hymn was referenced by Hayden because uh, Billy had mentioned about within the veil. And um, I've written these two verses down. No more veil, God bids me enter by the new and living way. Not in trembling hope I venture. Remember that unqualified assurance of faith? Not in trembling hope I venture. Boldly I his call obey. There with him my God I meet. God upon the mercy seat. And then it goes on to say, well it doesn't say, oh you're here are you? No it doesn't say that at all. It says, oh the welcome I have found there. Oh the welcome I have found there. God in all his love made known. Oh, the glory that surrounds there, those accepted in his Son. Who can tell the depths of bliss spoken by the Father's kiss? Oh, the welcome. We've got a welcome this morning, folks. Get excited about it. React in your spirits to the fact the Holy Spirit tells us, welcome, come in. And it's written in a hymn, yes, but I think it's captured the love of the Lord too, the Father's kiss. The Father's kiss, it's intimate. And it's a powerful love that the Lord has for us. What was it like when the Father saw the prodigal son at a distance? He didn't say, Cart, it's about time. He ran to meet him. He threw on the cloak, put on the sandals, gave him a kiss, killed the fat calf, threw his arms around him. The Lord does that for us this morning. The Father's kiss. And what a welcome it is. We're not left, we're not abandoned, we're adopted as sons and daughters of the living God into his family. What, what should our reaction be? How should we react to this? Well, to quote another chorus, to be in your presence, to sit at your feet, where your love surrounds me and makes me complete. This is my desire, O Lord. This is my desire. Because it's the love of the Father that draws us to Him. And as He shows His love, we respond in kind with our love, don't we? Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. And in our reading from Ephesians 2, there was an emphasis of where we were and where we've come to. And the amplified uh, version of verses 12 and 13 reads like this. Remember that at that time you were separated from Christ, excluded from any relationship with him, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenants of promise, with no share in the sacred messianic promise and without knowledge of God's agreements, having no hope in his promise, and living in the world without God. But now... At this very moment, right now, in Christ Jesus, you who were once so very far away from God have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That is love. Here is love vast as the ocean. If we are near to Him, then we're close to each other too. Is that not right? Verse 19 in the reading this morning stated that you are no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household. We're part of a spiritual Israel 
heading to a heavenly Jerusalem. So you think the Jubilee is going to be good next weekend. Right, imagine what's going to happen when we get to heaven. That's a celebration, isn't it? Jesus has made the two one and secured peace for us. All of us who believe. The word says it in Galatians 3, verse 28. And again I'm reading from the Amplified Version. There is now no distinction in regard to salvation. Neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you who believe are all one in Christ Jesus. No one can claim a spiritual superiority. We're all one in Him. We're all sinners saved by grace. We all start the same, but thank the Lord, He's all transformed us to the same. We don't all look the same. And if anybody says, thank the Lord for that, I'll see them later. But you know what I mean? He's transformed us. Isn't He great? Many of us know people here and know them well. Perhaps some folks we don't know so well, we've only met more recently. And um, some folks we haven't met at all yet. But will one day, when we get to heaven. We haven't seen them before. But in Christ we're more than just acquaintances, more than just friends, we're family. The household of faith being built together. So the good news for me is that I'm part of your family. The bad news for you is that I want to. You've got to put it with me. Spurgeon commented on the proverb that blood is thicker than water, remarking that it is indeed the blood of if indeed the blood of Christ is sprinkled on us, it makes us very close family indeed. And he went on to say this, and I'm quoting now. When we are on when we are bought with the same price quickened by the same life and are on the way to the same heaven we are very near of kin we are no mere strangers and foreigners but fellow citizens with the saints and all the household of God bought with the same price quickened by the same life and are on the same way to heaven so this morning We've changed things around a bit. We're going to come into worship shortly. And I think we might sing His Name is Wonderful as we come into worship again. This morning, let's make sure we accept that invitation of being nearer, closer to Him. To consider His love. As it says in Hebrews, let us draw near in full assurance of faith. He wants us to be close to Him, to be nearer to Him, deeper in His presence. To be enveloped in his love, comforted by his mercy, and surrounded by his grace. And let's remember that it's our Heavenly Father who calls us to come into his presence. It's our Saviour Jesus who cleanses us to enable us to do that. And we have unqualified assurance to enter this holy place. Unqualified assurance. So let's worship them now.